My name is Jordan Beal. This is uh, a, a session I'm calling Bigger Sound, uh, Smaller Band. Um, and I feel like there was one more thing I was supposed to say. There's three things. Dang it. I forgot the last one. This is Synergy. We're in Columbus. Maybe that's the last one. Uh, but what I'm going to do, I'm going to teach you guys for about the next um, 45 minutes how to get a big sound out of just a few musicians, okay? So one of the ways that you do that is by knowing the Nashville number system. It's what I call the seven theory. Uh, I usually teach that here at Synergy. I've taught it probably four different times over the last 10 to 15 years. Um, but they asked me to teach something different. Uh, and I thought this would, this would be what I would teach because when I go to churches, and I go less now, I'm a pastor now, but uh, I, I would go and I would often teach them. They'd say, just, just come make our band better. Do, Sorry, that's my phone to make me start. Make sure I did start on time. Um, and one of the things I would notice all the time is a couple things. Everybody's playing the exact same chords. And so the band is hearing this big, muddy mix of about 500 hertz. And I, would, I didn't know that at first. You're a sound guy. Uh, I heard the, heard the laugh. See, nobody else laughs at the 500 hertz, but I'm, I'll explain that a little bit. Uh, and I wouldn't have understood that at first until I started producing music about 10 years ago. So I was about five years into traveling and had made our second album and uh, just been saving for a studio. And so anyway, I started a music label uh, eight years ago called Innovate Records. So I, I produced music the last eight years, uh, about four days a week. And what I learned is a lot of the same exact tips that I use in the studio uh, are, are the exact same tips you would use live. It's just a lot of worship leaders don't know them. A lot of guitar players and piano players don't know them. So they get stuck in these routines in ruts, okay? So there's a couple things. We're gonna get into all the techniques and tips that I can cram into one session. Uh, but a quick commercial, this is called the seven theory. The reason I made this is because I kept having my students over and over and over parents would say, how in the world did you do that? My kid just had two months of lessons with you and they're playing unbelievably well and they can play any song that they want to play. And my neighbor's kids, they've been taking lessons for five years and they can't play Mary Had a Little Lamb. What on earth? And so I would say, well, that's the natural number system. Uh, what it is, is it trains you how to, how to see that every song, doesn't matter whether it's Chris Tomlin or Bethel or Taylor Swift, it has seven chords, right? And so uh, what, I to, what I do in this series is teach you to know what those seven chords are so you can hear them and play by ear. Now, if some of you guys are thinking like, I can't play by ear. Yes, you can. That's not just like a born thing. If my, I have four daughters, so pray for me. Pray very hard. Intercede. <laughs> a lot of drama in my house. No, but um, they're awesome. They're the joy of my life. But if they can learn orange and red and blue, right, if they can recite, a word based on something they see, trust me, you can recite and play back a chord based on something you hear. That's the, that's the philosophy. And it's really taken off. So I, I teach it at four different conferences, National Worship Leader Conference, SING, the largest worship leader conference uh, by the Gettys. They have me down there teaching it every year. I love it. Uh, this, it is on sale because Ohio is my hometown. Woo! So this is $50 on Amazon, but it's $600 worth of lessons. It's not an exaggeration. Uh, there's a lot of lessons in here. Video, guitar, and summary. And then new this year is a jump drive, which has all the exact same videos. So who has a guitar player? I want to give a prize away. Who has a guitar player in your group? She's already raising your hand. That, that, that you're like, he just does the same thing over and over. All right. Is it you? No, don't say that. Okay. <laughs> who, has, who has a piano player that like doesn't know inversions? They don't hardly know theory, but they're winging it. All right. You, here you go. Actually, I'm not going to throw it. <laughs> no, the reason I did that is one time I hit a girl in the eye, and I felt so bad. <laughs> no, I'm serious. She came up to me, and her like, retina was shot. I was like, oh, dear Lord. I understand how much this means to me because I've been trying to pick out like a chord book. Yeah. I have some basic knowledge about yeah. these, but I just feel like I'm going to grow so much to like. You're welcome. That's exactly why I made it, because I wanted to make it easier to get out there. Okay, um, so real quick, commercial's over, but it, that commercial's like all part of this teaching, so don't think it's just a commercial. Like, I'm telling you, it'll be so helpful for you if you'll check out that material. Um, I'm not doing a slideshow, because I thought it'd be a whole lot smarter to just give you a PDF. 
So if you have a smartphone or an iPad, go to the7theory.com and you're going to click on the free downloads. It's just called downloads, right? At the bottom of the website or you can just go to the7theory.com backslash downloads and you'll literally see three ebooks I just put up there. My entire ebook of the seven theory, which is very comprehensive, is completely free today. That's why I said in the schedule app, I will give you a prize. I'm not Oprah, I'm not giving away cars, but awesome. I'm giving you a free ebook. And then there's two other ebooks on there for free, just for fun. So, do you guys see that? You guys all see it? Click downloads at the very bottom of the footer. And I put in a coupon code in there, and I already forgot what it is. I'll tell you in one second. If you download anything on the 7 Theory website, it's another, I think, 30% off. Give me one second. Yeah, so it makes it $14 instead of $20 to get all the guitar stuff. So it's like so cheap. But anyway, here we go. So this is the way you don't have to take notes because that PDF will download to your phone. And now everything I'm going to say is right there. All right? You're welcome. Here we go. Um, Okay, a couple assumptions. Somebody goes, hey, I like this guy. Okay, a uh, couple assumptions. If my band is small, we will sound small. Therefore, we need more musicians. That's not true. All right, so we'll, we'll, we'll walk through that. Uh, a few thoughts I wrote down. More musicians also equal more drama because musicians are drama queens and insecure. If, if you're a musician, raise your hand. If you're insecure, keep your hand up. All right, hallelujah. All right, another assumption. If I, if I can't teach my guitar player how to play well, then they won't play well. Forget it. Wrong. Wrong assumption. You can give them 22 guitar lessons for $14. That's cheaper than a Big Mac. Come on, somebody. All right. <laughs> Solutions. Now we're going to get to the good part. Voicing. So understand the EQ that you're in. And I, I forgot to print one off for me, so I'm looking at my phone here for my notes. Understand the EQ band that you're in and even go to the front of house board to adjust it if you need to. And you'll have to talk to your sound man about that. Sound training is a whole nother, that's for another day. Um, does anybody have like a, a bottle of water that's not open by chance? I don't know why it all of a sudden just got this. Do you, are you serious? Bro, you were, come on. Thank you. I wish I had more free stuff to give you. Okay, uh, voicing. All right, voicing is so important. So here's what I saw over and over as I would go to different churches over the last 14 years, me and my band would go and the opening band would say, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna do five songs before you come up. And I'm like, great. Well, and again, I'm not like giving them a hard time. I'm not making fun of them. I just want, I want y'all to sound better. I really do. And so what I would keep hearing though, is like, you got one guitar player staying on that G, right? The whole time, his voicing is never changing. And he's right in that like 500, to uh, 1,000 hertz right here, which happens to be where the piano player is, right? And the bass player thinks he's like Joe Satriani and he's doing a solo, so he happens to also be here. And so everybody's just hearing this muddy mix. And I'm like, oh, that's not even the sound man's problem because I'm looking at him and like literally no one's playing anything different. Uh, especially if the piano player is actually playing like a guitar player and they're going, which is about 80% of you. So that's all right. Again, I love you. It's fine to play that way. But if you want to be buried in the mix and not be heard, that's, that's what you do. If you want to play, if you want the, the mix to be, sound big and give them a wall of sound, then you should be doing something different. So everybody say different. different. All right. So understand the bandwidth that you're in, the frequency spectrum, right? So the human ear... Um, eraser okay here we go thank you Alec get out of here Alec by the way he did a great job I don't know who was in here before him but he, he killed it so if you weren't here listen to the podcast from the uh, synergy website all right so you've got this uh, frequency spectrum the sound spectrum and if you're just playing right in here and your guitar player is also playing in here and your bass player doesn't know his lane, which is down here, <laughs> that's not, a, it's not offensive. Uh, you know, he's supposed to be playing down here in this 100 hertz lane, then it's just gonna sound muddy. 
What he needs to know is how to stay in his lane. This is all in the training video too, but how to, how to just rock out those, those quarter notes, those eighth notes. If he adds a pick and a Sanzamp pedal, then that's gonna give you this and this, which is a sweet spot. That's what you hear in Phil Wickham or any punk music. Uh, so you can do that. I do that in the studio on about 40% of songs. If it's just straight up worship and I don't want the pick attack, you just go DI, which is about most of you. Like how many of you guys go DI with your bass guitar? Right? Yeah, we do too. Okay. So, um, well, we go into an amp and then out of the amp, but it's one channel is my point. Uh, so you can make your sound fatter by just adding a sans amp pedal. Okay. Uh, I've seen bass players split their signal and go directly to the board. They boost the 100 frequencies. They just tell, if, you, if you're like, I don't know what that means, just say it to your sound man. You'll sound sm so smart. Just be like, boost me at 90. Boost me at 90. And he'll be like, that worship leader needs a raise. That, that, that girl's smart. I'm, I'm going to start respecting that worship leader. No. Okay. So um, tell them that, you know, 100 hertz. Well, if you, if you add a Sanzam or uh, let's say like a little Ampeg, you know, amp, and you also mic it, right? So then you can get some of this nice, fat, like 300 hertz sound. That is really cool. And again, the goal of, of this lesson is to get a bigger sound. So how many of y'all want a bigger sound? To, to your church, right? You want to sound better. That's the goal. All right, so the keyboard needs to be here, right? But it hardly ever is, and this kills me when I travel to churches. Keyboard's always dancing around in here, and they need to be here, okay? So we have a cello player, so I, I fight with her a little bit. She's an amazing, amazing musician, but we have to listen to each other to not complicate, because here's the goal. You want to complement each other, not complicate. Don't get me preaching. Okay. Because what most of y'all do is complicate, right? So some, somebody's singing the lead vocal, and the electric guitar player's like, Woo, I'm in the zone. No, you're not in the zone. She's in the zone. <laughs> like, playing in the pocket is when she stops singing, then you step forward. Okay? Not literally. Don't be like, what? You, you, you want to, like, metaphorically step forward when she stops singing. So we're going to talk about the pocket and all that stuff. But when you step forward... You want to be in the right voicing, right? Well, don't fight her. If she's in this voicing, don't be there, okay? And if she's here, then you go there. But you got to listen to one another. So here's what I mean. Let's say we're taking a song like, Lord, I Need You. In fact, we'll illustrate it here in just a few minutes. If you're right here, right? Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Sorry. Right? Every hour I need you. Well, that gives no space for the, the acoustic, because this is the acoustic space. You should be, Lord, I need you. Oh, hear that difference? Big difference. Your guitar player is not going to hit that frequency. Not going to happen. It's only going to happen if he has this, like an EQ pedal, and he boosts the crap out of 200 hertz. Right? And by then, you're like, hey, Tony, you need to tone it down. You know, like, you know what I mean? Just be like, stay out of my lane. I didn't mean to say Tony and Tony. That just worked out. But no, but you want to be in this dark. Okay, so let me illustrate this with uh, the last two songs I just produced this last week. Okay, so we're going to illustrate this. I want to play it without it, and I'm going to play it with. Deal? Yeah. All right, here we go. All right, this is a song. I want you to hear the difference. Um, pre-drums. All right, this guy nailed it. Just I, This is his first song with Innovate Records. I'm so pumped for this guy. He's awesome. Okay, so there's no grand piano, okay? So acoustics right here. Wake me up, wake me up to sing the world Where's my electric guitars doing those swells? You are From cold days and dark nights. Notice there's nothing left. There's nothing low mid. Nothing. Right? Okay, like the reason you're... Now the reason you're hearing those, that A note on the guitar, you're, you're hearing that stuff because I'm staying out of his acoustics way. Amen. So, you know... I'm up here doing these swells. 
Now, there's a couple times I'm like picking through, and we'll talk about dynamics in just a minute. You can, you can simply be in the same uh, voicing, the same EQ band, okay, if you're playing differently. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, the first thing I really want you to focus on, though, is, is the voicing that you're in. So he played his acoustic. He finger-picked, and he was like this the whole time. Right? So even though I have two mics on them and it's picking up the string action and stuff, still what I'm mostly getting is right here, which if you don't know what that means, right there, right in that zone. So my electric guitars, I was swelling up here. Okay? I'll show it to you in a minute. I was like swelling way, way up high in the neck. Right? That's why you can hear it. Literally, like you would not have heard it if I would have been swelling. Like I did do some swells in the low mids. But you, didn't, you can't really hear it. They're just a support role. They're just two by four on the wall. They're there. They're supportive. But you don't want people to see them. Okay? All right. Now, listen to the same song with a grand piano added. Right? Now, again, I'm not here, though. I'm here. So, hear it? All right, now I pulled it out so you can hear a difference right here. And we added a kick drum too, but so it's gone. This is just like the first mix so far right here. Okay, use your ears, listen. Hear that? Now it's low. Now, if I would have done this, right when he said, you know, fix my wrongs, made my right, and if I would have stayed right there, you wouldn't have heard it. But instead I went, right? So you want to be in this low place. Again, you're not fighting with the bass guitar player, because the bass guitar player is like right here. He's a, he's a little bit lower than, than you're going to be able to get on a piano. Does that make sense? Okay. Any questions on that? I want to go to one more song to illustrate it. Any questions on that? Okay. Um, I wanted to play another one. Oh, He Is God. Okay. So this is a song on our last album, and I want to show you the difference. Listen to, I pulled the guitar, or the electric, yeah, I can't talk. Grand piano out every other measure so you can hear it. Is it's a Fender Rose, but so. Oh. <laughs> you punk, I'm teaching a lesson, leave me alone. <laughs> That's actually my worship leader, ironically. Watch him call me again, he would too. Okay, hear that come in there? Okay, that's literally, that's one electric guitar, one bass, one cello and one piano player. But did you hear how fat it sounded? Yeah. It's because the bass is where it needs to be. The grand piano is down here. You know? And electric guitar, I'm way up here. In fact, let's illustrate this. Can you come up? Give a hand to my assistants. Give a hand to my assistants. One more time, no. Did you check out my new Seven Theory shirts? Your band hits bad notes, I can help. <laughs> I know, it's terrible. Okay, so let me illustrate this. Um, this also has to do with the electric guitar, right? So how many of you are guitar players? Oh, okay, great. So I'll, I'll definitely talk, stay here for a minute. Um, Let's play, let's play Lord I Need You, all right? But I want you to first camp out where most piano players, and just be right here, and don't move left yet. This is what most bands do, okay? 
Um, gee, I didn't bring any charts. G. In fact, just do G to C for a minute. This thing keeps wanting to fall off. Okay. So, let's just do G, C, G, D. G, C, G, D, okay? G, now C, G, D. Okay, this is what most of y'all sound like, which is fine, totally fine. But it could be better, right? Okay. I need you. Oh, I need you. Okay, we're not going to switch chords from there. We're not going to go to the sixth minor. This time, move one octave lower. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to play differently. And I'm going to teach, we're going to try to teach two lessons at one time, okay? Here we go. One, two, three. Lord, I need Right? Now, what you didn't know is I even turned down. I turned off my louder pedal, but it sounded louder, didn't it? Do you know why? Without any sound man voicing. He's in low mids. I'm doing the highs. She's bringing us to a whole another level, right? On a, on a low bass. I couldn't, I couldn't remember that joke. Bring us to a down a whole another. I don't know. In a good way. Yes, thank you. You bring us down. Yeah. Did you guys hear about the bass player, though? He was left in his van. The team didn't pull him out of the van, and he just he died in there. Nobody pulled him out. I thought it was funnier in my head, but like a dog is left in there. Never mind. Okay. All right. Sorry, it's funnier in my head. Okay. Bass players are awesome. No, I'm totally kidding. Okay. So point being this is... Um, Voicing. Does everybody get that about voicing? So if you're a piano player, raise your hand. All right, so all I want you to do is try um, playing in a lower voicing. Now, the second lesson we're going to learn is about timing and techniques. So I'm going to keep these guys up here. Um, and I, all I want you to do is play the timing different. So maybe play it like train or something like, dun, 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 you know, a little syncopated or something. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen. Okay, because half of playing is listening, so I tell my students, half of playing is listening. Okay, so you play it kind of syncopated, kind of funky, and I'm going to listen and then compliment. Okay, all right, go for it. One, two, actually, let's put a little drums on just for fun since it has it. Come on, it's getting crazy up in here. Turn it down a little bit. Okay. Let's go G, yeah, same chord, G, C, G, D, okay? Yeah, make sure the root note's in your left because it's adding a bass note. There you go. It was adding a D, but. Okay, G, C, and, and then G, D. Okay, keep doing that. Keep doing that. See how he's playing syncopated? You know, he's playing like train. Okay, I'm listening, so watch. I'm gonna play staccato eighth notes, okay? See it? Cuts right through the mix. Even if I turn way down. You right? Okay, let's stop for a second. So, give these guys a hand. So, the same tips that apply in the studio apply live. So, since he was playing it kind of like an acoustic, you know, dun, 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 he's doing these syncopated things, right? So, I'm doing quarters and eighths. Right? I'm doing quarters and eights. In fact, if I were to even go clean and you know make my other pedal on a dotted eighth, right? If I just one, two, three, one, 
two, you know, just one. Even if, if he's doing something different, your ear's going to hear it because it's popping through at a different time. Somebody who's amazing at this is John Mayer, if you ever listen to him. Right? So he can have three acoustic parts, but he, you hear all of them because it doesn't matter how his engineer is mixed. I mean, it does matter, but he makes it easy because he's playing a different part. One of the things I do all the time at our church, it, well, I don't lead worship there now, but what, if I do, if I do play, I will do a lot of things that like, um, let's say things like this. Right? Because usually nobody else is going, you know, the drummer's not going, oh. right? The piano player is not going like this. But for some reason, it sounds cool on electric. So let's do this. Let's play G, A minor, E minor. Okay? So we're going to do like a cool R&B pop groove. Okay? This is a song we just, re just recorded. This. Uh, let's go a little faster. Right about there. And so it's going to be this, this pattern right here. It's going to be G, A minor, E minor. Okay, it's going to be G, A minor, E minor. Okay, now, sounds cool. This would be most of you, which again is totally fine. G, A minor, E minor. But we'll make this sound kind of a little bit better. Right? See the difference? So it's just kind of like groovier. That's a word. Okay, now I want you to play even quieter and I want you to go to eighths because this applies to bass too and make them real punchy. Yeah, eighths, not sixteenths. One, seven, eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm going to turn you up a bit. Oh, actually, you're pretty loud over there. Okay, now sometimes dynamics is another thing we need to work on. Uh, the band like never gets chill in worship sets and I don't know why. I don't know why. Like you start a song it's like like the whole time there's always strumming. You need to let the song breathe, right? So sometimes it gets my church to just relax when I just bring the, the, the band down, you know what I mean? So just like their dynamics and, and let the bass just carry that rhythm for a minute and now you can just And your player needs space to play. And sometimes you're thinking, no, we don't have time for that. No, David said, let the instruments play, right? Like, let's play into the Lord. Let's play a new song. Let's sing a new song unto the Lord. And what I found, even at our last worship set, we had this immersed night where it's like two hours of worship. We were playing a progression like this. All right, let's pause for one second. Yeah, we were playing a progression like this. And literally, it was like three chords. And so out came like a spontaneous song about the reign of God's presence, right? So then because my buddy Dalton was singing about the reign of God's presence, then I started to play, uh, you know, like uh, almost like rain was falling, added a couple extra reverb pedals. You know, and like, you can do more experimental things if everybody learns about spacing and voicing and these concepts. And you want to encourage people on your team to know their lane, but also know like how to create dynamics. Because dynamics doesn't come just with the drums. It comes primarily with the drums, but it also comes with the bass guitar, how the electric guitar is interacting with the bass, and how it's interacting with the piano. Okay? All right, so uh, let me go to the next point. Make sure I'm not going too long here. Okay. Any questions on that? Nothing? Yes, 
Yeah, and so that's the, that's the difficulty. Because there's 88 keys or 76 keys, the piano player will play up there when he shouldn't be. Now, it doesn't mean you can't. I, I play up there all the time, like you, I'll hit octaves and stuff, but that's only if the, the guitar player is giving me permission to because he's not. You see what I'm saying? So if we're playing, if we're playing, um, it's a great question. If we're playing um, Reckless Love, right? Okay, so if he's, if he's, can you do no Reckless Love? C sharp minor, B, A, E. Right. So why don't you just play that for a second. Okay, now he's playing that riff. So I'm not, so this is one of the few songs where the two riffs play together. This is the last thing I was going to say today, but we're going to fast forward to it real quick. Because I didn't know he was going to play the riff. But I was going to come up and do this like, go ahead, keep going, keep rocking. Just the, Give him a hand, by the way. Aren't these guys great? Just the chords. Uh, no, go ahead and do the riff, too. Okay. Just ignore me, but keep going. Okay, so let's say this was me, and that's the intro of the song, right? And so, oh, I didn't mean to start singing. <laughs> that's the intro of the song of the G sharp? No, okay. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Um, but if I don't have a guitar player, I might. Are you an E? C. Oh, you could have told me that, thanks. <laughs> okay. Point being, I might go up and play octaves of that if I don't have my guitar player with me, right? And I might ask the sound man to add a little reverb. That sounds kind of abrasive right there, but if I add reverb and we're in a big room, it, it would sound nice. All right, so do the same thing here, in, and you're in C. All right, so this is a perfect example. If he's going to play a riff with me, great, but I'm still going to stay out of his lane because, look, he's filling two lanes right now. He's right in here and right in here. So guess where I'm going? I'm going all the way to 20 hertz, baby. Right? Here we go. So I'm going to add this. I'm going to add this pedal here, right? Which adds a little shimmer. And I'm going to talk to you guys about some pedals that do that. And uh, and I'm going to join him. Go for it. Key of C. So now it's there. Watch. Let's do the same thing, but this time I'm going to be in your way. Okay. Go for it. See what I mean? It's fine, but what's better? Right? Up there. Now, a lot of times I should have taken this. This pedal adds like two octaves, so I should have taken that off to make, make the point. But point is, a lot of times bands are complicating, musicians are complicating each other instead of complimenting. So a guitar player needs to learn to move up the neck with voicing, right, and inversions. And, uh, just and, and they need to memorize their scales. If they say, I don't have time to memorize their scales, just beg them to see, you know, 1 Corinthians 10.31, one of my life verses, do everything as an act of worship. Do everything as unto the Lord. So if they say, I don't know my, I don't know my scales, you know what, say, I'm going to give you a free PDF that I just downloaded at a conference called The Seven Theory, and it's got all the scales in it for you, and I really want you to put your head down and memorize them, right? And tell them it's going to, it blesses the Lord. It worships the Lord for you to do that and not just wing it, okay? Have those hard conversations, right? Have, have the courage to confront, guys, because if you, if, you, if you don't, that's, that's, again, you're the leader. Who's the leader? How, how many of you are leaders in here? Okay, so that's your role to get your team playing well. So don't leave it on them, equip them, okay? Tough love, okay? <laughs> yeah, all right, let's go to the next thing. Uh, if you guys could stay tight too, if you don't mind. All right, playing in the pocket. So I'm gonna play Great Are You Lord. This is a song uh, we just recorded. This is not an original. You guys know this one, Great Are You Lord? Okay. So I want you to listen to my guitar part and how I stayed out of the way of Will while he sang, okay? And then we're going to play it, and we're going to play it wrong and then right. 
I'll fast forward a little bit because the first minute's just like synth pad and stuff. Now notice we have to work around a cellist who does like to improvise a lot. So when she joined our when she joined us, that means we play less. Okay? Because if somebody's stepping up, you don't step up more. That's just bad. You want to say who has lead, or if you have lead, where are you playing? This is why I'm way up here. What? You hear that? Listen to the guitar. Way up high. So the cello, even though she's improvising, right around the middle, two notes. Two notes, guys. Two notes. Okay, can you push pause on that? Okay, here's what I'm not doing. You give life, you are whole. <laughs> so, again, you right, what, what, where's the pocket? You give life, you are whole. The worship leader steps back, I step up. All right, and this isn't just all my guessing. I actually listened to a guy who, uh, t who taught Train and Taylor Swift and all these people about stage presence. So I'm incorporating a lot of things all into this one thing. He used this metaphor that I really liked. When the worship leader, well, he didn't say worship leader. When the lead vocal, <laughs> when the lead vocal steps up, uh, you, you step back. And when the, when the vocal steps back, then you step up, right? So um, let's play, let's play, uh, let me think what those chords are. E minor. Yeah, yes. C, E minor, D. Yeah, and it's six, eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, three, four, five, six, one, two, four, five, six. Okay, now, sometimes you just want to do diamonds, by the way. I wish I could get more worship leaders to just do diamonds. You don't have to do this the whole time. Okay? This is fine, but listen, 30 minutes of this gets old. <laughs> I know it doesn't get old to you because you're not listening. <laughs> I'm, you're playing. I'm not being mean. I'm trying to help you. If you're playing, you don't know that what people are hearing is this for 30 minutes. It's kind of like when your nine-year-old tells a really long story. My daughter and I, my sailor, she'll come up and she's like, and then there was a tree, and then there was a squirrel, and then, and you're like, <laughs> and then, right, she's so cute though. But you get the idea, like even though you are so cute, all of you, um, strum less, right? So let's play the same thing. I'm not going to strum. This time I'm just going to strum and sustain and let my echo pedal do the work for a second, okay? Here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six. And then one picking. So much better that sounds than just... That's fine, but let the song breathe. Now the chorus is gonna be huge if you're going like this. Sometimes I'll just do two diamonds and then one pick through. All right, so diamond, diamond, pick. Now when we hit the chorus, it's your in our love. Now the song is going somewhere, right? So again, we're talking about dynamic and parts. And so as the worship leader, this is for you and your guitar players. Sometimes you just need to, if you're hearing a lot of stuff, just, just assess the situation. Like at the beginning, if you want them to really hear the lyric, especially if you really want them to hear the lyric and take ownership of the, of the words being sung, then pull the music way down. In fact, don't be afraid to just have just synth pad. Right? So few musicians do this. Because if you're, how many of you lead with your guitar? All right, 
How many feel a little bit naked when you're not playing guitar? Yes. All of us, right? So here's what I want you to do is this time he's going to go to just strings. Give me an E minor chord for a second. Yeah, play an E minor chord for a second. One of these is pad. I just sort of try that now. Okay, try it. When I teach the seventh theory, I always go like this. I always go major chords, Matt Redman, Bethel. Right? Chris Tomlin, because he's from Texas, right? Everything's happy, Bethel. Okay, joke for another day. Note to self, Holy Spirit is also on major chords. Okay, all right, just saying. I just had to get that out. No. Minors are awesome. I know, minor seventh chord, I'm like ready. Let's play all day, all day. Okay, so here's the thing. I want you to play the exact same progression, but this time with synth pad, no bass, and everybody's just staying out of the way. And when I do come in, it's barely, okay? All right, go for it. And I want you guys to sing if you don't mind. The darkness you bring home. Yeah, go ahead, for okay, Listen how nice. Okay, keep singing, but listen to what I'm gonna do. See how nice that was? No rhythm section, literally none. But it's really nice. It, it lets everybody really hear the church singing, which is really cool. Um, like no rhythm. The only rhythm being established is the way I'm kind of hitting those 16th notes. Right? So try those things. That just comes again back to voicing because he's, he's in the dark low mids. Right? So I'm way up here. And by the way, this can make your drum kit sound awesome. A lot of times you don't know your drum kit sounds awesome until all the other rhythm is stripped away. Right? So let's play the same thing and this time you, you rock it with them. So C, E minor, D, right? And now your, your sound man's gonna be able to hear, oh man, my snare sounds like crap. You know, because before it was like, right? <laughs> if he doesn't have anything rhythm going on, he's either gonna hear or crack like it needs to be, right? Okay, so let's try it again. One, two, three, four, five, six. See how if the drummer was playing right now, you would hear every bit of it. The you'd hear, you'd hear all of that, and it would be fat and in their face. But if somebody's going like this, they're just not going to hear it. Okay? Making sense? Is it helping so far? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How much of a, how much of a game changer would it be if, if like the guitar player doesn't have all the pedals and he don't have what you have? Yeah. Because uh, I know. The same principles still apply. In fact, do you know that's why I intentionally brought my small board from church? Because my studio board is this big, right? So there's a lot of pedals there to pick from. I brought my church board, which literally has a delay, a reverb, a um, hush pedal, which every church needs one of those. Okay? All right. So how many of your guitar players, like, they take their hand off the strings and, and you hear a buzz? Anybody? Yep. Should be all of you, right? <laughs> Unless they all have noiseless pickups, which is rare because they're more expensive. So hush pedal, right, is is the greatest invention ever. Because you put it on. Now, this, this has noiseless pickups, so you're not going to hear a difference. But most guitars have regular pickups, and there's a 60-cycle hum. There's a hum that's annoying. And you get rid of it by two things, one of two things. A hush pedal, right, by Rocktron like that or uh, noiseless pickups, OK? 
Okay, noiseless pickups are, are two to three hundred dollars. A hush pedal is a hundred dollars. So just buy it. Just ask the church, ask your worship leader, or ask your your pastor if you could just put that on the end of his rig. If he's like, don't touch my pedals, be like, well then don't look because it's gone at the last <laughs> last part of your signal chain. Right? Cool thing is that our church they don't care. Like I literally just gave them pedals. They're like, yeah, Christmas, right? So. Uh, yeah, okay, another thing about voicing. Can I give you one more tip for guitar players? Well, it's really for your whole team, but for voicing is octaves. How many of you are guitar players? One more time, raise your hand. Okay, uh, do you ever play, uh, raise your hand if you ever play octaves. Two, two. Okay, so very limited. I learned this in Bible college. I did not know this until I'm watching this guy play for Lindell every week, and I was like, wow, that sounds so awesome. So octaves, um, are made popular by the band Everybody Loves to Hate, Nickelback. But uh, Jeremy Camp, if I said Jeremy Camp, everybody's like, oh, yeah, I know him, right? <laughs> okay, it's always funny. All right, so octaves um, give you this, like, three, three to 600 hertz range right after the piano, but it's not quite a high-pitched guitar riff. It's not quite a, a lead vocal or, like, you know, a hi-hat. It's nowhere in there. It's right in here, but it fits a real sweet spot, all right? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to play C-sharp minor, A-E. C-sharp, A-E. And we'll do something kind of rocking, all right? So let's go, let's put the drums on. That's the rhythm. Okay, and we'll speed it up. It's funny how it's playing notes. Oh, was that you? Oh, I was... Okay. Yeah, I don't know why I take the bass off of that. I just bought this, so I truly don't know. If you want, I can go sit down. <laughs> it changes. Does it change? Yeah. What you're doing, yeah. Yeah, you can go sit down. <laughs> can you give her a hand, though? That's awesome. Great job. That felt really rude, but I wasn't trying to be rude. I don't, it takes a lot to offend me. <laughs> we both have four kids, so we know what yeah. it's like. Okay. All right, so play C sharp minor, A, E, B. All right, so in the number system, this is six, four, one, five. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna stay out of his way. I'm gonna play octaves, which are just one note twice, obviously. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna play those throughout the scale. All right, with some distortion and just a little touch of echo. All right, and it's going to make the song come alive. So I'm going to I'm going to first play something that you would normally play. That's to make sure I go to question and answer time. So we'll go to we'll go to that in one second. I really like teaching, so I'll teach for like two hours if I don't stop myself. Okay, so here's something you would normally do. which is fine, totally fine. Okay, watch, I'm not gonna play any louder, but I'm gonna play something different. You hear the difference? Plus you can go to your bridge pickup, it's gonna make it punch through the mix too. Stop right there. So you hear the difference? All right, so you could just play here, which by the way, the bridge pickup's gonna make it uh, higher pitch, all right? The neck pickup, I know all the guitar players know this, but this is something we do in the studio all the time. We'll play, I'll play here, and then right when we get to a bridge, I'll play the exact same part, but go to bridge pickup. See, the word bridge is the same, actually. So it's actually kind of neat. Uh, I seriously accidentally stumbled upon this like three years into producing I, I couldn't think of like a fresh idea for the bridge because it was a really repetitive song and I'd already played a couple ideas so I remember it was something like this uh, right and when I went to the bridge I just and it just punched right through the mix well the same thing happens live 
right? So guitar player, you can tell your guitar player, hey, stay in the, the middle to neck pickup until your solo or until that part that you want the dynamic higher. Then go to bridge pickup because it's just a little bit brighter. So it adds a dynamic. Okay, because again, we want our songs to go like this. We want them to build, right? And then come back down. Or in most cases in worship, we want them to build, come down, come back up. And if you're Pentecostal, do this for about, you know, about two hours. Come on. Right? Night of worship. Woo! Right? Okay, I wanted to leave some time for question and answer. So let's do that. Yeah? Um, I know there. Yeah. Uh, what do you What do you think about that? Like, what's the best? Uh, I've never changed pickups on any of the guitars I've ever bought. Okay. And some guys are all into that, and I totally get it. But if you just buy a good guitar, it's so much more about how you play it than it is about what's there. It's important what's there. But I had a guy record in the studio the other day with a Squire, hundred twenty dollars Squire. He made that thing sing. I was shocked. I was like, dude, get that thing out of here. That's what I said. He's like, no, wait till you hear it. But he's an amazing player. He was one of my students, and he, sar he far surpassed me. He's unbelievable. And he was playing a squire. I almost punched him at first. But then he did make it sing. I was like, dang. So. So my sound person yeah. only knows as much as I've taught her. Yeah. I don't know everything about sound. Yeah. So what's, what's a great way to train your sound? YouTube. Huh? Not kidding. Okay. So I... I learned sound as trial and error because I was starting a band. I was 14 years. I went through four years of Bible college and never touched a soundboard, which I didn't realize that was a problem until later. This is one of the reasons why I want to start something called David U in the future. It's going to be hands-on. It's going to be spiritual intimacy. Uh, I won't go into that. Anyway, anyway you're gonna, you, you want to give them uh, YouTube training videos, right? So Prasonis puts out a ton of great training videos. How many of you have a Persona Studio Live in your church? It's probably half. Can you raise your hand real high? Really? Only a few? How many of you still have an analog board? Two or three of you? What's that? It's got a warmer sound. Yeah, that's what, they, that's what we say. Warmer, yes, it does. I love it. I love, that's why I use tube amps. I get it. But, but um, I'll say the maker of the product that you have definitely has training videos uh, another person who is really his training his training stuff is great I don't know how much stuff he has online but we brought him to our church twice is Doug Gold from Worship MD um, yeah Doug Gold from Worship MD he probably has videos but I'm not certain he does does he his training he's come out to our higher conference uh, twice excellent excellent question um and can I, can I say this too? Again, all of you guys are worship leaders or in the worship team. Listen, you're the lead musician, the lead worshiper, right? But you're also the lead musician. So I want to challenge you. Can you guys get a loving challenge right now? Get a loving challenge, right? Um, ask yourself of any other position in your church. Do you want your pastor to continue to be reading and learning, right? Reading books and learning about leadership or theology or whatever. That should all be a yes. Right? Okay. Um, if, if you want other people to be growing in their area and their response, but you, you should be growing. So if you play piano and you don't play guitar yet, you should learn. You're the lead musician. If you play piano and you don't know guitar yet, you should learn. You're the lead musician. It'll take you two months. Two months at the most, and you'll have it for the rest of your life. Then you can tell that 12 year old who's learning hey, actually, this is a G note, right? When they're playing something bad and they're, they're here, and you're like, oh, I don't know what's happening. Instead of being staying in frustration, learn. Just, just take the time to learn, and you'll be really glad you did. You'll be really glad you did. Um, let's see. What time is it? Three. Was I supposed to end at 3? 3.15? Oh, yes. So we got nine more minutes? Okay. Did I talk about dynamics? The song should go up and then down. We talked about how to make dynamics, right? With, drum, with drums, drums are obvious, so I'm not even going to go there, right? Like, Tom's on the bridge, crash on the chorus. Come on, okay, right? <laughs> Rock the ride, you know I mean? Like, it's not rocket science. But, 
But I, but I will say, like, drums, again, are not the only person giving dynamics. Your electric guitar player should uh, add some dynamics. You know, you should add dynamics as the, as the guitar player. You should either be, um, you know, not playing the whole time. You should do some diamonds and add a little, add a little delay pedal, a little echo pedal. Just, just tap it on a quarter note and just let that just add, fill a little bit of space. But it gives a lot of space for people to worship and, and hear. We talked about octaves. I only showed that for a second, but did you guys all get that? I felt like I went too fast through that. All right, so I'm just doing one note in that chord. So when he went to a B chord, I'm hitting a D sharp or an F sharp. When he went to C sharp minor, I'm hitting an E or a G sharp. Does that make sense? Okay. Uh, oh, here's a, a great idea. I use this every week. It's called backing pads. Now I'm going to sound like totally like a businessman right now. It's because I am part entrepreneur. But here's the thing. Uh, I created some backing pads, and I was using them every week, and I kept having the same question, how can I get those on my phone? So I was sending Dropbox links over and over to worship leaders. Then finally I was like, I'm just going to put these on iTunes, and I guarantee they're not going to let me, and they let me. I couldn't believe it. So here's what's cool. When you get backing pads by Innovate Gear, it doesn't go to send me to the mall. It doesn't, doesn't, I don't go buy a new suit with it. What I do is I produce artists and I charge them either nothing or next to nothing produce their worship album, right? That's like my vision of Innovate Records. So we're releasing worship in the earth. So when you buy backing pads, not only does it give you a drone of the 1.5 that creates an audible glue for the entire worship set, which is really cool, fills the sound spectrum. It fills all this space up here. Um, but you're also supporting Innovate Records, which again, I, I don't go spend the money on myself. I uh, produce music artists, Christian artists with it. Do you guys want to hear what that sounds like? Because this is, yeah, yeah. all right, this is so helpful. I use it every week, guys. I'm going to need my band back, or just you, I guess. Sorry again. You were awesome. I didn't know this thing out of base. I'm not kidding. I just bought it at 1 o'clock. I had no idea. Okay, so um, what was I going to do? Oh, backing pads. Okay, so it looks like this, and they're 22 minutes long each, and if the song is A, it's literally called A. Really simple, right? So if you're in the key of C, you push C. Who thinks you can do it? Because <laughs> I know how musicians are. Y'all hate complicated stuff, and I do too. Okay, here we go. So come over. What song you want to do? Let's do, um, let's do, uh, what's the song you were doing earlier? Reckless Love? Let's do Reckless Love, okay? Now, these backing pads are droning a 1-5, okay? The 1-5 of whatever key you're in. So if you're thinking like, but this is not going to change the chords? Yes, but it's a delightful change because the 6 becomes a 6 minor 7, which is what most guitar players are writing. That's good. And the 4 becomes a 4 add 9. If that confused you, it doesn't matter. The point is it sounds good. That's the, only, that's the only point, okay? Now check out the difference, right? So if he's just singing this song, right? Glory's gone. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. Okay, here we go. Don't, be, don't take me too seriously. I'm totally joking. Okay. Somebody was like, that's not okay. Okay, so let's say we were doing this song. Here, it just provides a little audible glue. Listen to the difference, watch. I usually don't have it that loud, by the way. I usually turn it down. Okay, now if I took it off. Crazy difference, right? Now here's with it back on. Isn't that neat? Okay, so it creates a glue. Now, here's what's also great about that. All you guitar players, 
put the capo on, you know that horrible moment where the band doesn't continue to play, even though you've told them, you know, just hold down the C. Hey, you're like, hey, hey, Sarah, Sarah, just hold down the C, right? And you're like, I can't, can't, can't. And she takes it, you're like, you had one job, you know? It's like, hold down the C. But they don't, so you know you can't make. We, we're laughing now. I'm, I'm taking out all my anger because I'm really nice on stage, right? Right. But seriously, like, you can't. Um, it, it, it creates an audible glue, so that when you take your capo off, that drone is still there, and you've got a couple seconds to move your capo, and it's no biggie. Isn't that cool? All right. Really great to meet you guys. Again, the downloads, those three downloads are free there. But if you want training videos, you can hit me up with credit card or cash right over there, uh, the7theory.com, and Amazon has all of that training, and it's also available on Jump Drive. Great to meet you. Hope you enjoyed it. Yep.